There's some applications that are stained. They don't know it's anointing. Or the, the HR person is looking at what's what's up here? It's anointing. If anointed, it, some people receive application paper uh, paper, uh, cloth to fall out from inside. Man, too. It's inside the envelope. <laughs> Listen, go and ask HR people. They've seen all kinds of things. You know, Christians now behave like a traditional babalao. <laughs> it remains for us to put cowrie inside. <laughs> we put all kinds of things. One young man wrote us then. And I, I, it was a very, very, very funny one. He said that he sowed the seed. He anointed. He did everything. You know this kind of one some, some of us do? We'll strike the envelope with mantle because Elisha struck the water with the mantle of Elijah. No, really. We, we, the the brother said he did everything. So what did happen? What now happened? The day he received the notice that he did not get the job, the one he thought he had, he lost it. He was now confused. His soul was confused. Ah! I said, at least now you have learned that everything you did is not so. We are using our faith to look for big jobs. You know what? First thing God is saying, use your faith to work well where you are now, with satisfaction, without any sense of inferiority. Stay there. Be productive. Be the best staff that they have. Use your faith for that first, before you start looking for big things. Use your faith. That is how it is. Use your faith. Listen, before you look for a millionaire, use your faith to use 1,000 naira to... You hear me tell stories now. And they are beautiful stories. I tell look, I got results of 3 million. Israel and I went to the market with 30,000 naira. The studio that was built with millions of naira closed. We have not closed. We are still expanding. That's the first thing faith does for people. First, it teaches you satisfaction. If faith has not taught you satisfaction, it can't get you abundance. It can't. Many people are still in the goal of covetousness and the bondage of iniquity. Look, you know, <laughs> many of the funny doctors people preach, sometimes you wonder, why, do, why would anybody believe this? The answer is very simple. The people are still in the bondage. They are still in the goal of covetousness and the bondage of iniquity. So if you like, make sense, they, they, they won't listen to you. Because somebody is trying to leapfrog their faith from contentment into covetousness. And they like it like that. People give offerings in dollars so that they can receive reward in dollars. You know, you see some strange practice. You know, when you see Christians doing strange things, just go and listen to the doctrine that's pushing them. People go and change their offering to one one dollar, one one dollar. you know, if you know the way exchange works locally, it degrades the value. If you take a hundred dollars, incidentally, you know, I found Americans hardly see a hundred dollars. They don't spend it. It's too big. That's what my friend was pointing out to me. Ah, like, so. That was last time I traveled a few weeks ago. I just told him that, look, we went to move. So I said, please, can you help me change money to $29? So I gave him $100. So he laughed. He said, you, you guys from Nigeria, you're always pulling out $100. So I'm like, what's wrong with it? He said, we don't spend it. 
Ah, now this is where I'm going. I said locally, nobody will buy it from you at a good price if it's not a hundred solid dollars, a single bill. That, of course, you know. If they will buy a hundred dollars for 360, if you give them 20 dollars, they won't give more than 300 naira. They don't want it. And my, my bank, GT Bank, said they don't want any, once it's not hundred dollars, don't bring it to the bank. Because people found that the banks will take it at the normal value. They said, lie, lie, they are not, that is, if it's not a hundred dollars, don't bring it, we will not take. Yet somebody will now go and change his money to small, small dollar to give offering. Thereby reducing the value of the offering. That's what I'm talking about. You reduce the value of the offering. Say, well, so that God can pay you back in dollars. No, Allah. God said, I will send back one, one dollar to you in Nigeria. <laughs> go and change it. Maybe that's what you are looking for. <laughs> All of this because we are looking for faith to achieve great things. Remember, the primary thing that faith wants to do for us is small things. When we have done the small things, that's why Jesus will tell you things like, listen, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, just start from the small level. The big thing, look, those two people in the Bible that God said, great is thy faith, they were not asking for anything for themselves. They were operating by love, and great faith was poured in their hearts. What am I going to explain? Anytime something looks difficult, you are doing the difficult one. It's not your job. It's God's job. Do I need faith to get a, a, billion, a billion dollars? God said, don't worry. If the, when that time comes, I will pour it into you. What do you need faith for? Stop, so stop thinking about money. December is coming now. This is Eastern Nigeria, where we all go to village. And if you don't go with a good car, you know, nothing for you. Now, you know what I want to tell you? It's time. No, don't worry. Don't believe God. Say, God, this December, you give me a car before I go. God said, no. I won't give you this December. I'm going to give you sometime later. Now, this is what we're going to do with your faith. You will go with confidence. You will not hide. You won't have the car. Not as if I don't go there and be, you know, there are some fake, fake faith. He declared, I have a Land Cruiser. Say, where is it? It's in my stomach. You know that kind of thing. But you, yeah. <laughs> You've not heard that one before? We used to do it those days now. Young Ichu taught us in the fourth dimension. They booked the fourth dimension. Yeah. The woman that's pregnant, does she have a child? Say, yes. But where is it? In her stomach. So people, brethren will now come and say, I have just built a new house. Say, where is it? Say, it's in my stomach. <laughs> Some brother will not tell you in their stomach. They will tell you they have it. They have it now. When I start saying faith is now, faith is now. Listen to me. I'm not here to argue with anybody. But the concept of faith is now. I don't know the meaning of it. More, no, really, more than the fact that if you have faith, it pleases God now. That we get the house right now. There's nothing like that, because the Bible says faith produces hope. And when you have hope, your eyes have not yet seen it physically. But Jesus said, believe that it's working. Believe you are receiving it. So say, do you have a house? I have prayed to God for it, and he's preparing it. You're not under pressure to hide it from anybody. Do you get my point? Is faith now? Yes, in that case, it is now. But not that the house was... Look, even if God gave you money now, you know how long it takes Bishop to build the house you like? So don't give yourself stress. That's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. So this December, the first faith... His brethren, ah, how are you doing? I'm fine, man. I'm living well now. I used to have made more money. No, 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 no. I have realized the value of things in life. Listen, you are, you know the truth about life. Can I quickly drop something for you? One of the things God taught me early in life is how not to be ashamed. 
That is, what I mean is this. Okay, let me give an example. Many of you have been there before. The first day you went for a dinner, they now dropped it. You dressed well. The cloth is your own, thank God. But <laughs> you enter the place, when you see cutlery, you see food. You don't know where to start from. Normally in your house, you wash your hands, you collect your pandemonium, like you roll it well. Dip it inside the soup, roll it. Eat it the way you like. You now go to dinner, they now give you the pandemonium that is rolled. You don't even know how to unroll it. <laughs> Everybody is now carrying fork and knife and doing like this. Now you carry fork and knife, you don't even know where to go. How many people have been there? <laughs> Only me. <laughs> no, you did God kill me of that thing. I was in university. They organized one program. I was, at that time, I was president of my fellowship. I was invited to come. When I got there, they put me on the high table or more. They now brought the opener, the first course, pepper soup with chicken. I left my own. It got cold. I couldn't touch it. Do you know why? I was on the high table. See cutlery here, cutlery here. The man was preaching. I realized I was listening to the gospel. Is that I didn't know what to do. <laughs> the one brother, I'll never forget him. He came in late. He came to the high table, sat down. As they were talking, he dipped his bare hands into his chicken. <laughs> yeah. Now I didn't hear the suffer since. <laughs> and he was so confident. You know, he was nothing about him. Since that day, I said, okay, I've learned now. I, look, now I do anything, uh, since that time, I do anything I like. And if I don't know something, I will tell people cl- plainly I don't know it. You know what I found out? They also don't know it. <laughs> Most people don't know. You get my point? And it does not make you smaller to admit you don't know. I, I found out in out there. Hey. So anywhere I go now, I ask questions. Especially when maybe like, you know, you go to some countries, you know, you go to, you know, you, you go to the U.S. sometimes, eh? if you live in Nigeria like me, I've always lived. First time I went, time to buy fuel. Finish in Nigeria, there's always what? Attendant. This one, there's no attendant, just you. <laughs> I had my card. I just parked. My brother-in-law had taught me before, but he was the one buying the foil before and driving. Now he's gone. It's just me, the car, and I have to move around. When for a red, red, I just go there, park. I waited beside there. I just waited. Somebody arrived. It was one woman. Good afternoon, ma'am. I'm from Nigeria. I came for a course. I stayed here only three weeks. I need to buy foil. I don't know how it works. while I gave her my card. You do this, you do that, you do that. Thank you very much, man. That one, she helped me buy that day. After that, I started buying it myself. Abby? Some people do, you go and spoil something, police will arrest you. <laughs> police will arrest you because... <laughs> no, God help me with that thing, no. Now that I'm even older, I'm not, I, I know they shame again. I have found out that I'm not worse than most people. What I'm trying to say, the next time you go to the village, you don't have a car. I say, bros, man, I don't save for some time. Money never complete. Leave it like that. That's a guy who not saying, not true. This one said, I borrow, I borrow myself. Because <laughs> it's true. He wasn't going to tell you. He brought it to the village to make it look like uh, 
But when you sit down there, he sees you are not ashamed, nothing. And I said, why? You don't have a car? He said, no, I don't. What? Man, I'm trying to build my business. The little money I have now. Man, I just used to rent a better house. You know, you know I just got married. Uh-huh. So let me expand the business. Right now, let me be taking care and taxi. When I come to Lagos, I go use Uber. He said, eh? That's when I start hearing that, oh boy, you are very wise, oh. You are very wise. They will start confiding in you. Say, you are very wise, oh. If you see the, the, the amount I'm paying on the loan for this guy, man, I, I almost don't die. They will start confessing. This, no, really, this, that's what faith does for you. Hey, what, am I preaching to somebody this evening? That's what faith does for you. There's nothing to be ashamed of. First, use your faith to tackle the small things and let God handle the big ones. Use the faith to go down to that village calmly this December, not ashamed, that you confess it ahead, you look into the mirror. Listen, Banky, you are not lower than anybody because of what they have and what you don't have. Spiritually, you are in Christ Jesus. You are accepted before the Lord. You are accepted in Christ Jesus. What could be better than that? A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. You declare it loud to the mirror. When you say regularly, faith fills your heart. That is what, that's, the, that's the little thing you tackle with faith first. Then the big things will be added automatically as time goes on. I hope you're getting my point here. Remember, let me get back to what, what I was trying to say. So, our life has different aspects. What we do is we use our faith. That is one major way we exercise our faith is to learn God's instructions for different aspects. I said, what we know naturally is not the correct thing. It's not the correct thing. What you know naturally is not the right thing. You have to settle down. I gave an example, how do you treat your woman, that is, as a married man? What does the society say? What does the word say? Listen to me, you deliberately learn it. I said last time, many of us were married on credit. What do I mean by credit? God said, you didn't know enough. Don't worry. You, needed, you knew a lot of wrong things. I gave you a good wife. I gave you a good husband. But settle down now and make corrections. That is the full payment I accept. Settle down now and make what? Correction. Settle down and know that this is how the Bible says, husband, now, wives, be subject to your own husband. Go and learn what it means. Don't assume you know. I don't know. Start teaching on marriage now. Don't assume you know. Go and learn it. Wives and husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. What does it mean? What does it mean of love is patient? Love is kind. How does it apply to your wife? There are problems. Listen, you see people have issues. You settle down that. If I had that, what did the Bible say? How did it say I should react? How did the, what does the word say I should react? You, you have your career you are building. It is simple. Like we talk about business as an example. The world has its reasons and its ways for doing business. Ah, when we do our, our short seminar, Business by the Spirit, please try and be present. We just need to rearrange the minds of Christians. Everything for believers is a mission. If you can't see how you are blessing somebody's life, you can't see the gift of God inside you, you know, affecting people, you can't see a number of things. There are businesses you don't belong in. It's making money does not make it your own. Just like pastors are not allowed to preach certain doctrines because it makes money. Christians also don't do certain things just because it makes money. If you just have that attitude, there are many things you will not get involved in. Listen to me. This life, 
You know, I said God, he said, we read it from Isaiah chapter 2, that God has a day of what? Reckoning. Listen, people of God, the only, listen, 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 listen. Your faith in Christ does not save you from the day of reckoning, except it has saved you from the works that God will judge. Did you hear what I said? If God is coming to judge everything that is lifted, if that thing is lifted, is in your life, he will judge you too. There's, not, there's nothing like in Christ Jesus, there's nothing. What Christ Jesus does for you is that beforehand, he will have judged, you will have by yourself judged that lofty thing in your life. Why people fall? Why people get trapped? And so, they are, they are, they are judged with the world in the day of reckoning. There's always something that's tempting that people are doing. Listen, even though people seem to be getting away with what is wrong, I beg you in the name of the Lord, keep away from it. Do you know why? God is coming to judge it one day. Listen, if there is a way business is supposed to be done, let me give an example. If you're a big businessman, or you're a businesswoman, you're building big business, God helping you. Amen? Go and learn how tax is done in Nigeria. Don't say, nobody's paying tax. You, pay. Find all the legal methods to make your tax small. But please arrange your papers. Because one day, God will come and judge. The day of reckoning against tax evasion will come. And God will not say, because you're a Christian, it won't come to you. It will. Thank you for that thunderous silence. One of our brothers said something. I never saw it like that before. That's the one he told me. So once they gave him a job, he, was going to, he does big jobs. I mean, big, big jobs. So, so one day, he bidded for a job with a particular company. So they were going to give him the job. So when he looked at his breakdown, and he made allowance for taxes inside. So they called him aside and said, oh boy, look, 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 look. That's, why does that one have to come inside? You know, they tried to explain why, how he could do without that. And he said, sorry. That's how I do my business. I pay the federal government its tax. He now told me something. He said, listen, I know where I'm going in life. He said, one day, I'm going to bid for a job, and it's going to be maybe $500 million. And they are going to ask me, have you ever done anything like this before? He said, how do I prove it to them that I've been building my company all this while? He said, because how do you prove it? You are telling me now, cut this, cut this, and then we sh- we know everything will be shredded in secrecy. I do a big job for you, make it look small. He said, no, thank you very much. If you guys don't give me the job, forget it. But this is how I do my things. I did, you know, he was driving me, he was going to drop me somewhere. He said, look, that's how I do my things. Because one day, I have to prove to people I have done this level of business. And at that level, FIRS is looking at you like this. So the day you come and make a claim that did a job, your daddy was worth $40 million. They want to see the papers. So how do you present papers that federal government portion is missing inside? You want to go to prison? You know, it was the first time I even saw that aspect of it. Listen, whatever you are doing in life as a believer, eh, settle down and say, how am I building it according to divine precepts? That's the point I'm making. How am I building it? Because the day of reckoning is coming. 
When God will judge every negative thing, that is coming. Like I've been saying all this while, one major thing faith does for you is teach you how to do right. Like we talked about it before, grace instructs us in how to do right. And it empowers us to know that is which is right. So when we are building our lives, listen, everything people do, there is a reason why they do them. Go back to that, Isaiah chapter 2. He said, verse 5, Come, house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. For you have abandoned your people, the house of Jacob. Why did God abandon them? Why is it that they were not experiencing the power of God in different aspects of their lives? He said, because they are filled with influences from the east. And they are soothsayers like the Philistines. We'll come back to this later. This soothsaying thing. And they strike bargains with the children of foreigners. There's a reason why they were doing it. Verse 7. Their land has also been filled with silver and gold. And there is no end to their treasures. Their land has also been filled with horses. And there is no end to their chariots. Can you see? They are going for money. They are going for natural, you know, blessings. Are you getting my point? Material things. And that was what caused them to be filled with influences from the east. And that's why they became soothsayers like the Philistines. He said, but in that process of pursuing their gain, look at verse 7. Their land has also been filled with what? No, sorry, verse 8. Their land has also been filled with what? Idols. That was the consequence of what they were pursuing. Their land has also been filled with idols. And they worship the work of their hands. That which their fingers have made. Now, as a result, when the day of reckoning comes, verse 9. So the common man has been humbled. And the man of importance has been abased. That was what happened the day of reckoning. He said, do not forgive them. They began to prophesy again. Enter the rock and hide in the dust. From the terror of the Lord and from the splendor of his majesty. The proud look of man will be abased and the loftiness of man will be humbled. And the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. What does that mean? That is only the word of God will be exalted in that day. That those who stood by God's precepts are the ones that will be exalted. Now, this is what I'm trying to make here. Many things we do, in, like I said, everything we do, there is a reason why we do them. There is a reason. And the reason he's talking about here that Christians must avoid is what he called influences from the East. Influences from unbelievers. When natural people are telling Christians how to do their, build their lives, you know they are filled with influences from the East, and one day that influence will come under divine judgment, and the believer will experience the judgment. I've given the illustration many times. Those days, as young men, I mean, I was a young man, my friends were young guys, a lot of them were bankers, and they told me that the way to move forward is to demonstrate unfaithfulness. The way to move forward is to demonstrate, you know, which word now? That is lack of being dependable. The way to move forward is to take a job here, stay six months, go to the next one, stay six months, then that you keep on rising. Eventually, you rise to a, a, a big level. Do you know what happened? One day, the banks began to fold. Many people fo- found themselves in banks that could not stand, and the banks folded. The ones that did not fold up, they downsized. And they did one thing, what they called lasting first out. 
when they began to sack people, they sacked those who came in recently. Before he knew what was happening, God had brought judgment against the influences from the east. The, hum- the common man had been humbled. The man of importance had been abased. Only the Lord stood in that day. I hope you are getting my point. There was a time men were standing, starting banks everywhere. They would collect your money. Afterward, the bank would fold up. And nothing would happen. <laughs> and then the day of reckoning came in the name of Sani Abaja. <laughs> because, you know, the law in Nigeria was simple. You incorporate the business, it folds. You know, it's limited liability. Your liability is what? Limited. And they started NDIC, Nigeria Deposit Insurance Corporation. I think that was NDIC. That was, hey, if the bank folds, you need to come and explain to us what happened to the money. The abacha carried men and locked them in prison. And they said, bring the money back. Bring the money back. And men started selling. Oh, God. They sold all kinds of things. You know, there's a man I told you I met in Lagos. I went to preach in one church. A lot of big men in that church. So after preaching, they said, well, I'll, well, I'll be willing to go to his house for lunch. So I went to his house, so we're talking. You know, it's just now I'm connecting it again. When those things happened, do you know he was not touched? What do I mean? His bank went, went down too. They almost, where it went down. He said, listen to me, he said that, but I told myself, and I told the Lord, that I must not put his name to shame. And that no depositor will lose his money, who kept money with me. He had his own merchant bank too. So you know what he did? He started selling assets. He told me one stretch of, you know, beachfront property in Lekki that he owned, that I sold everything to pay everybody back. He said, because I said the name of God must not be put to shame. He said, look, I'm a Christian. People trusted me with their money. They must get it back. Everything he found, he sold. Listen, he got to a point. He said, my son was in his final year in school in America. He called me that he needed to have his fees paid by a particular date. I did not have money to pay him. Now, you're getting me a man who owned the bank. He said, I didn't have money to pay. So I told the boy, he told me that, he told the boy, listen, that don't worry. What date is your cutoff point? The boy told him. He said, the law will come through. Don't worry, you will get the money. He said, maybe the following day, somebody called him that there was one property he had somewhere that somebody wants to buy, whether he's willing to sell. He asked him, the agent, how much are they willing to pay? They told him. Instead, he told the guy, yeah, sell it. He sold it immediately. It was more than enough money to quickly wire to his son so he could finish his school. But you know now I'm connecting it. By the time my bachelor came on board, I started grabbing everybody and putting him in prison. He was not touched. He couldn't be touched. Why? Because before the day of reckoning, are you getting my point? He had taken himself away. <laughs> but you know what we want to do? They want to use influences from the East. You don't know. God rewrites laws, though. Don't think you are so smart, you will take the laws of the land to shield yourself in unrighteousness. No. You will know that the Bible says the governor amongst the nations. He will write, by the time he finishes writing the law, or bringing out one portion of the law you did not see, when they open it to you like this, you will know an angel was assigned to put you in jail. You, you, know, you, you will know. No, an angel is on your case. Once you see the prosecution like this, you recognize him. You saw him in your dream. This one came from heaven. Listen, that's what the Bible says we should judge ourselves. 
What am I trying to say? When we are building our lives, we must be careful. Who is teaching us the precepts? The, you know, there's a statement I make again and again. Christianity is radical. Christianity is radical. What did I say? You know what that means? You will do what looks foolish in the eyes of everybody and they tell you you are not smart. Do it anyway, once it is the will of God. They will tell you this is a quick way to make money. Tell them the judgment of God is coming against every lofty thing. Listen, even if the society makes it difficult to do what is right. Please, listen, what I want to say. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about it during our business by the Spirit seminar. Even if the society makes it difficult to do what is right. Keep your eyes focused on what is right and start praying to God. That's what faith does. To help you do what is right even though it is difficult. How will make you do it, I don't know. But it's what your eye is set on as the issue. Doing business work, sometimes I see people do business sometimes. They will make certain decisions. My wife and I will discuss it. Listen, I tell her, this person's problem hmm, is he worships money. And you know when you see an adult say 2 plus is equal to 17, you'll be wondering. Now normally say when an adult say 2 plus is equal to four, 5, there's one extra that's hidden. But I've seen adults tell me 2 plus 2 is equal to 17. You don't know where to start from. Say, excuse me. Two plus two, you say, oh, God, you say, check him. Under these circumstances, it has to be 17. Why? Because if he agrees it is two, he will lose money. So he twists the truth. Why? He can't afford to lose more money. For that, now listen to me. How, how do I say this? You cannot pray yourself away from the consequences of disobedience. Who is it that will ascend to the mountain of God? Let's read that scripture. Psalms. Because, you see, Psalm 15. O Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? He said, he who walks with integrity and walks righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. He does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a reprobate is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord. He swears to his own heart, and what? He swears to what? His own heart, and does not change. That's where I'm going to. He said this one swears to his own heart, and does not change. He swears to his heart that is, he makes an agreement with you. At the end of the day, he realizes he's going to lose money. And he does not change. I've seen a young man do that with me before. That it were not, didn't do it to me. We're discussing. We're in the same church together at that time. Say so he, he offered to buy a man a car. Does this. So finally when he delivered the man's car. There was a bit of delay, he delivered the man's car. So discussion went into it. He didn't tell the man anything. So by the time he finished, the man along the line found out something. He had to tell the man, he said, sir, I didn't want to tell you this. But as a matter of fact, this is the exact amount of money I lost on this business. I just didn't want to tell you. This was our agreement. I have delivered your car. 
but you know because he delayed here and the man were existing. He said, I like I swear to you that is as a child of God, this is how much I lost on this business. No, but I'm not asking you for the money, it's because this led to it. The man looked at him, believed him, brought out his checkbook, wrote the check for him for that difference, and gave it to him. The man, he didn't answer it. He, he corrected, he thanked the man very well. But he was not planning to tell him. He said, I swore to my heart. That is why, listen, one of the things about being a believer, when you are doing business, we'll talk about doing business by the Spirit. That's why you don't, you don't, you are not in a hurry to open your mouth and give a quote. Because you know once you give it, and they give you a deposit as example, you are locked. For that reason, say, bros, let me check. Tomorrow. Say, no, I need no, 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 I don't do no, 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 no things. No, 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 I don't do no, no, no things. Please, sorry. I need to think. Because once I give you that invoice, and you give me a deposit, if I have to go and borrow money to finish it, I have to. But many Christians don't understand. They think, no, 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 no. I look at it now. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. It was a mistake. Anybody can make a mistake. Hi, Jesus is Lord. Let me say something to you. There's a way God is with us believers. Even if he does not punish you, he denies you the blessing. God never blesses disobedience. The best he can do is overlook it. Many times he has overlooked us. Do you get my point? Say, don't mind him. He's not, he's not normal. <laughs> so, the angel said, what do we do? Say, leave him. But they will not bless him. He struggles like everybody else. Having the troubles of unbelievers, grace is never released. I got the revelation from Psalm 121. You know what Psalm 121 says? He said, the Lord is my keeper, is your keeper, and the shade at your right hand. What did he say? He said, the sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what verse I'm looking for. Once I asked, I, I checked, what does that thing mean? God said, I will never leave you exposed. That's what it means. Who is the man that the sun strikes by day and the moon by night? The man without shelter. The moon doesn't smite people. Do you get my point? The, the, the sun, the, the, the rays of the moon is not hot, hot enough to damage your skin. But when David said that, when that statement came out from scripture, what he was saying is that you will not get to the point where you'll be defenseless. What does that mean? They will come to Jesus. Do you pay the tax? Peter will say yes. Then Jesus said, are we supposed to? But you have said yes. But there was no money. So Jesus said, no, the, small sh- the sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. Told, as soon as that scripture came, he told Peter, go and get our money. It's in the mouth of a fish. Do you get my point? Listen, when we're talking about making, oh God, there are things you don't do. They're not going to judge you for it. You won't, won't be angry with you. You won't punish you. But there's no blessing. That blessing, it has eluded you. If you're at the time, you say, no, 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 no. Even though I, I know we had an agreement, but it, it doesn't favor me again. God, you look at it. You say, this one will never ascend to my hill. You will struggle all your life like every unbeliever. Struggle. Everything struggle. You know, he's saying that generational causes. God said, listen, I gave you the opportunity again and again to prove that grace is your portion. To say that that's what I want to receive in life, grace. I gave you the opportunity again and again, but you kept on denying it. So there are times, as believers, God will put us through those tests. And say, yeah, 
And you, you make you make a mistake. You swear to your heart. Then you will see you struggle to make sure that even though it hurts you, you don't break your word. After that, he puts grace. Get my point. After that, he puts grace on your lips. So that even when you say something that is wrong, it will become right. I don't know what I get my point. Look, listen. You know one of the reasons why God cannot lie? It's not because he always, in quotes, tells the truth. Even though he does. But once he utters a word, everything cooperates with it. That's one reason why he can't lie. If he looks at a man and they ask God, what is his height? Now, he doesn't make mistakes, but let's just imagine this. What is his height? And they are Swiss, the people. So he look and say, he's six foot five. Thinking that Akim Olajuwon was there. <laughs> you understand my point? Now, he doesn't make that kind of mistake. And he points in that direction. Even though that man was only five foot eight, when you turn, he will stretch and become six five. God will never lie. If he looks at your dress and says, Who made this black dress for you? All of us will look back. You are wearing black. You thought you were wearing white when you came. But the Lord opened his mouth and said, What? Black. That is one reason why he doesn't lie. And like the Bible says, it's not as if he doesn't lie. What did he say? It is impossible for him to lie. Once he utters the word, truth is defined by what he says. I want you to appreciate what they call grace. So if God puts grace on your lips and you tell somebody, we will pay you tomorrow and your bill is 3.5 million. Then as soon as you finish saying it, your worker says, sir, we don't have 3.5 million. You say, yeah. But I told you we'll pay him tomorrow. He said, oh, God. Last, no, the last checks we gave out, they are drawing them tomorrow morning. Our balance in the account will be 125000 Now I call the man and say, it's no longer tomorrow. Say, leave it. You know what God will do? Let me explain to you. There was a grace he put upon Samuel. Samuel made those mistakes the money entered the account before that time. Samuel's words never fell to the ground. That's what I'm trying to explain. When God has poured that kind of grace on you, next day, in fact, you know what he will do? To show his power sometimes, he will make you forget. One of the forget is that you've given the check as an example. You won't forget. The man will go to the bank, draw his check. 3.5 million, it will clear. Then your staff will not tell yourself, sir, how do you start with that man? Say, hey, that man, I forgot you picked the phone to call him. As you pick the phone, a call will come through. And the man says, thank you very much, sir. We really we appreciate your business. You're like, have you got your money? He says, yes. He says, thank you very much. You call the bank. Oh, boy, what thing happened? They say, okay, oh, there was a check that came in two days before. We had a problem with clearing it. So we finally cleared it the morning, about two hours before that man came. He said, all right, thank you very much. You go and check, okay, there's someone owing us for three months. God woke him up one day. Go and pay. <laughs> God will kick him. Go and pay, my friend. He will rush to the bank, deposit the money. They will now call later. Say, hey, you know that money we're owing you, please. Eh? It was six million, but we have already paid four million. Give us three more, we'll bring the balance two million. 
Why did that happen? Because you have become one that swears to your heart and you don't change. For that reason, grace has been poured upon your lips. That's Christianity we're talking about. When people give such testimonies, who will say, ah, in Jesus' name, I claim that grace. Those graces are not claimed. You walk, yes, you walk into them. You walk with God into them. You are tested. Sometimes your life is put at risk, business-wise. Let me hear what I'm saying today, so we can go home. Listen to the people of God. Every aspect of our lives, we deliberately build it up. We go and look for it. Do you understand my point? We go and look for the precept of God and say, Lord, I just want to walk in a manner pleasing to you. I will not build my business, build my life on the precepts of the people of the East, of the soothsaying of the Philistines. No, I will stick with what you have spoken. Because you know what? I understand that you, you know when the Bible says that, if you read that beginning of that chapter 2 of that Isaiah chapter, uh, of that Isaiah, he made it clear that it shall come to pass that what will happen? That the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be exalted above all the hills and all the nations will flow into it. What is he trying to explain? Their exaltation is that people, this is what I say, verse 2, and many peoples will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he might do what? Read it now, that he might do what? Everybody read it, that he might do what? Maybe you're not there. Everybody get it. It's verse 3. I mean verse 3. Isaiah chapter 2. Go, go back there. Let me start from verse 2. It will come about that day, in the last days, that the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains and will be raised above the hills. And all the nations will stream to it. What are they coming to do? To come and tap an anointing? No. Many times we think an anointing. I watched one man the other day on TV. I'm not saying it's bad, though. This guy lay hands on I did buckets of oil. They were pouring the bucket like this. Laying hands hundreds of people. I told my wife, I'm trying to judge, you know, I have to be careful. Two ministers, I watched them on TV, trying to judge where do they belong. You know, I wanted to just know. I wanted to know which side they are on. But I told my wife, my major problem I'm having with them is that the focus is on the anointing of the man of God. Prophet, prophesy. Papa prophesy. Everything is prophesied. I'm beginning to have an issue. I say, bros, is it like that? When I get home this evening, I'll watch again. It's real entertainment for me. It's real entertainment. Now, they are not coming to tap anointing. What are they coming to do? Verse 3. And many people will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. To the house of the God of Jacob. Why? That he may teach us concerning his ways. That we may walk in his paths. Did you notice that? There's something they saw. They knew that your way is different. That's what they are seeing. That's why they're coming to learn. That these guys do things differently. I feel like prophesying for a married couple here this evening. People who come to your house to come and learn marriage. Amen. Say amen. amen. Your neighbors, listen, don't be afraid. That they don't, don't feel burdened. You will settle people's quarrels. Amen. Amen. Husband and wife, every fight, it has your doorstep. Do you know why? 
the one that you and your husband, how do you manage? You and your wife, how do you manage? They've seen that you've been married for five years, ten years, fifteen years, even two years, even one year. But they know there's something different in that house. There's something different. The husband loves the wife. The wife honors the husband. The children respect the parents. Ah. Say, how are you guys doing it? You know, when people start coming to look for you, coming to you to ask questions, it's because they know there are answers. Do you get my point? Listen, house of Israel, true Israel of God, let's walk in the light of the Lord. The world is confused. They need direction. We are the only ones that can give it. The one who's supposed to be the leader shouldn't be the follower. The world shouldn't teach us how to do things. You, it's a t- Listen, I know your father was a Hittite and your mother an Amorite. That's what the Bible says. I hope you get my point. But now that you are in Christ, you are a new creature. And you have been put, the new spirit has been put inside you. You need to drink of the precepts of God. Live by it. You know why? So other people will have somewhere to go. I don't know. Are you, are you getting my point? They are confused. They are in darkness. Years ago, a student of mine, my class captain, he came to my office. I said, class captain, what's the problem? He said, sir, I just want to sit down. Oh, I left him. To, I understood what he meant. He came, he sat. He just sat there, thinking his life. When I finished thinking for a while, are you okay now? He said, yes, sir. And he left. He came, to, no, I'm not joking. He came to absorb peace from my office. Climbed to my office, sat down. He just wanted to drink of the peace of God in the atmosphere. People are looking for where to go. They are confused. You can't afford to be, oh, Jesus is Lord. You can't afford to be making decisions like unbelievers. Now, no, it's not about pleasing God, not pleasing God. You are confusing them further. You are confusing them further. They are looking for direction. Who will give it to them if you are behaving the way they are behaving? At the beginning, please, my people of God, especially if you are at the market, they will call you a fool. See, that man is very foolish. Customers are taking advantage of him. You, you know what you are doing. Mark this words, the word of God. Every, listen, I know the way God behaves. Anyone who laughs at divine precepts you are walking by, every single one, even if he laughs in secret, God will bring, it, bring him openly in trouble to you to come and ask for counsel. You know what I said? Everybody that mocks at the divine precepts by which you are walking, by which you are walking, by which you are doing your things, one day, God will drag. You know, you know, I said, God always collects his payment. You can't owe him permanently. He will drag the same person to your office, yeah? Sit down there, begging for advice. You will see a man one day will take two hours of your time asking all kinds of silly questions. Okay, so when it happens, what do you now do? Okay, then what you do now do? Okay, what do you now do after that? If you go to court and call, you'll be asking questions. Ah, how do you stomach such things? You will owe God just one thing. To tell the man, these are the precepts of Christ. I have the spirit of Christ in me. He gives me power to do them. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Let's go home. God needs ambassadors. We are ambassadors for Christ. We need to represent him properly. Let's say, Father, thank you for grace. Say, Lord, thank you for grace. Lord, thank you for insight. 
Lord, thank you for the ability to walk in a manner worthy of you, to please in all respects. Say, Lord, help me, teach me, teach me. Who is it that fears the Lord? The Lord will teach him in the way that he should choose. So, Lord, teach me the way that I should choose.